You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Hey, it's Bilal Vakani at Bilal V87 on Twitter here with your SmackDown review. No Shane, no problem. We kicked off the show with Shane McMahon. I can only describe it as FaceTiming into SmackDown, pointing out he would not be there. He's preparing for his match with Kevin Owens at Survivor Series, or SummerSlam, excuse me. KO is in the ring. Cut a promo about Shane not being here and how how the show would be great without him. Drew McIntyre, of course, interrupted, saying they'd have a one-on-one match. And then he attacked him. The match would be now. Kevin Owens would still win. And that's all we really got from the Shane McMahon storyline, which is fantastic. That's what I wanted to hear. Later on, we got the OC backstage, mainly AJ Styles, talking about how they have all the gold, or at least most of the gold, with the Raw Tag Team titles now along the waist of Gallows and Anderson. We would get AJ versus Kofi Kingston later. As you could guess, Kofi would win. Um, There was a great interview with Randy Orton earlier in the night that sort of spoke to their rivalry at SummerSlam. Um, An epic, epic main event between these two was great. I don't know how to feel about what happened with Roman Reigns. We were teased throughout the night that Roman would announce his SummerSlam opponent, although he just had the fight with Joe last night, so I think we know where he's going. But nevertheless... As SmackDown was ending, Roman Reigns got ready to walk up for an interview backstage, and part of the, I guess, the stage, the scaffolding, whatever you want to call it, the the fake wall of stuff fell on him, although it seemed to miss, and some speakers. This was kind of shoddily done. I'm not sure. It doesn't really work as a cliffhanger. It's not good enough, so I, I I don't know. It's just weird. Like, just announced he's facing Joe. He only got... A couple weeks. This does nothing. Later, we had the King's Court with Trish Stratus as the special guest. She was quickly interrupted by Charlotte as she started to talk about her potentially, you know, one more match. Of course, because we knew online this was happening from various reports, we did get it confirmed that Charlotte would face Trish Stratus at SummerSlam, which will be terrific and certainly a match a lot of us have wanted to see for a long time. The build here felt a little a little too much about Trish and her family, a little too much about her cottage, a little bit too much about Raw Reunion from two weeks ago and how Trish wasn't there. I don't care. This should have been more about Charlotte not having a match at SummerSlam, about her legacy, about being the greatest ever, and this seemed to just allude to those things. It didn't really tell a great narrative story, and I don't know how much we're going to see these two women before they're in the ring. So this might be all we get, which could be a shame. Later we had, well, I don't know when in the show, but Dolph Ziggler was backstage talking about HBK and sort of insulting him, then talking about facing The Miz probably at SummerSlam, but tonight he's got Finn Balor. We also got a firehouse, a Firefly Funhouse with Rambling Rabbit talking about how he liked Finn Balor until Bray showed up and then he disappeared. And Bray was, you know, pretty much, he just said, let me in, which is sort of his thing. And he was alluding to The Fiend. During the match, Bray appeared, cost Balor the match. It was enough of a distraction that uh, Ziggler hit the super kick and got the win. The problem now, as I see this very clearly, we're going to get Bray versus Finn. Finn will go away for a while, as is being reported. He needs a break. He will come back, and then he'll use the demon character, and maybe he'll even the odds. Maybe he won't. And that's kind of this long 
drawn out story we're probably going to have with Balor on and off with Bray for several months. Get ready for it. And it won't be bad, but Balor knows he has the demon. Why not just bring the demon out? Let Bray beat the demon the first time. Make it even bigger. I, I don't know why they have to seemingly hold out on this. Seems very useless. We had Alistair, ba Alistair Black cutting a promo backstage. Much like the promos he cut prior to facing Cesaro. But obviously setting up the next chapter, if you will. Sort of back where he started. We later heard from Sami Zayn, who said that, yeah, he would take on Aleister Black and he would fight him. So that takes care of that. I want to see that. I hope there's some verbal sparring between these two before. Pretty good. We had Ember Moon and Bailey teaming up against Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Bliss and Cross, obviously because of their great friendship, all that coffee they won. But after the match, Bailey sort of returned the favor uh, to Ember when last week Ember betrayed her and hit her finisher. Bailey sort of went in for the ha the handshake and turned it into a Bailey uh, to Belly, a Belly to Bailey, and this is okay. I don't know who the good guy is anymore because last week Ember stabbed Bailey in the back. This week she did it to her, and feels kind of sexist like i don't think they do this as much with the men i think with the women they don't care as much about defying heels and faces and, and that's a bit of a problem daniel bryan once again told us he would have a career altering announcement and he told the backstage interviewer nothing and that's all we got i don't hate this i just don't like it i think it was a weak point but not as weak as ali taking on the Intercontinental Champion Shinsuke Nakamura in a non-title match. The match itself was great, but you just had Ali in a title match on Saturday at Smackville. For some reason, he could not win that match. But in a non-title match, and now Shinsuke has more time to prepare for him because he did not have time to prepare for him on Saturday, Ali wins. It makes no sense. It's completely random. It doesn't fit the narrative. That's just crazy. Like, if you had flipped this around, if you had had Ali step in for Balor at SmackDown and lose, but on SmackDown, he got another chance, a proper chance, and he prepared and then won in two non-title matches, okay, but to lose a title match where you have the element of surprise as a challenger and then to win a non-title match to get a title match where your opponent now is able to scout you after being surprised by you. It's just too lucky and too perfect to be true and, and very poorly done. Not a fan. But that's what I thought of SmackDown. Overall, a very good show. Not having Shane there, it really showed with the Kevin Owens and Drew McIntyre match, which I thought was wonderful. And as much as I can nitpick a couple of things, you get rid of Shane a lot of dead weight out of the way and hopefully post SummerSlam, this is what we get consistently from smackdown a very strong card sure there will always be things you know like what happened to mandy rose and sonya deville's title match where is that i don't know it's not here they weren't even on the show i have no idea what's happening with that so there'll always be things to pick apart because it is wwe they're not perfect they put out a lot of product and that's sort of the fun of this but if you get Shane out of the way, you get Vince out of the way, you get Stephanie out of the way, you get Triple H out of the way, man, there's a lot of talent on this roster and it's great to see it. I've been Bilal V uh, at Bilal V87 on Twitter, Bilal Bakani. Um, 
always check out the never uh, i'll just tell you check, check, check out the never sleeps network with my new buddy alex ross and all their great podcasts including casey corbett who does a longer form wrestling podcast which i think you guys will love as well um you can certainly tweet me at below the 87 as i mentioned with all your comments questions and concerns about me i'd love to hear them or maybe just some fun wrestling trivia i'd love to add that to the show if you have trivia for me um i will be back next week for raw and smackdown and I've got some pretty good stuff on the way for you guys, too, that I'll drop soon, including my short chat with Becky Lynch. Oh, that and so much more. Stay tuned. Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com.